0: Super Talk Mississippi media production. Taylor Swift is coming to New Orleans and Margaritaville Resort Biloxi and Super Talk are giving away a free pair of tickets. For your chance to win, go register now at Margaritaville Resort Biloxi and get your name in for the final drawing from Margaritaville and Super 103.1.
1: This is Rebecca Turner and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi.
0: It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. I'm and
1: I'm going to
0: Mississippi here I come. you're listening to good things with Rebecca Turner well, Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people places and things to do now now here's Rebecca.
1: Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. And of course, you can always find us too on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch good things. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Supertalk TV. And if you've ever tuned into the Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance Company scoreboard show over the last two decades or more, then you are familiar with our guest today. Joining us is co-host of the show, Keith Walker, and today closes out another high school football season for them and the show. So welcome, Keith.
2: Hey, uh, Rebecca, thank you for having me. uh, I'm a big fan of yours. It's a pleasure to to come on with you and Rhino. I'm a fan of his also. So I I listen to you guys, when I travel. I'm uh, going up to the uh, championship game uh, tonight, and I'll be uh, on on site from there calling in the show, and we'll – We'll close out a great uh, season of high school football
1: well, we appreciate that and appreciate you listen, but gosh, you got way more years in the tank than we do when it comes to hosting radio so Keith, how long have you been with the scoreboard show?
2: well, let's see uh it would have been uh two thousand three uh this week uh butch uh hammock who's uh, also one of the co-hosts and i we came in as a team together in two thousand three uh we uh that was actually South Panola, and I believe that was South Panola and uh, Ocean Springs, and it actually—it wasn't snowing, but it was much colder than it is in Oxford uh, is uh, for the championships today. We're gonna—we're gonna have a pretty good day right now. It's like mid mid sixties, and it's pretty actually pretty really nice up here. Almost gonna push seventy degrees, and probably in the fifties tonight. Perfect football weather for our great championship.
1: That is one thing about Mississippi weather this time of year, Keith. Y'all don't know whether you're going to be freezing your petunias off or sweating it out when it comes to the championship uh, games, but it always comes sort of this time of year that starts to wrap things up. I think that's one of the unique things, at least about the scoreboard show, but then high school football in general. It revs up at the first of the fall, and then by the end of the year, you guys are all wrapped up. Does it feel like a blur at the end of each season, or does it feel like it's you know long time coming?
2: Well, Rebecca, it's one of those things that once it gets rolling, it, it seems like it goes by pretty quickly. I can just remember uh, starting back, uh, the maybe the last week in August, right before, uh, Labor Day weekend, and now we're at the championships. And this was a unique year because I think we only had one Friday night that we had rain. Usually, the last couple of years, it, it, it was a lot of rain, but this year, you know, it seemed like it was a drought. I don't think we had rain for maybe i'd say maybe 10 straight weeks of the season we we usually go 16 but with somebody in the state would have got a little bit of rain which is really weird this year maybe from september to to uh to november it was pretty dry mississippi was really drought and the games all got in usually sometimes you have lightning delays and stuff but this year was kind of an exception it was a it's pretty good weather, and just like you said, uh, it, it's just flown by. I can't believe that, we're, that the season is over basically uh, tomorrow night.
1: And I would assume you'd probably say 20 years has flown by, right, kind of in a blink of an eye. I would think that when you started back in 2003, Keith, you didn't know, or maybe you did know that you would still be hanging in there 20 years later, and I can only imagine sort of the transition you've seen within high school football here in Mississippi. I just take my alma mater, for, for instance, Keith, I graduated from Terry High School in 2003, Two, so a year before you came on the scoreboard show, and we were terrible. <laughs> we were terrible <laughs> in two thousand and two. But something over the years, you know, that I've just at least with that high school, know we've had our ups and downs, and you know, uh, better, be- much better years than sort of others. When you look back over two decades, I mean, can you? Keep, has all schools kind of had their opportunity to have their peaks and valleys over the years, or have some just stood out more than yeah. others?
2: Well, let's let's start with your alma mater. You said you're you're a Terry Bulldog. Uh-huh. Go dogs. Okay. Well. Okay. Okay. Well, you you had the great uh, Dixon brothers today. You had uh, Booby Dixon, who you know played at Mississippi State. He came out of Terry. Uh, Rashawn Dixon, he's a great baseball player. So I'm familiar with Terry. They actually won the, the region a couple of years with my high school, Paul High School. So I'm familiar with Terry. But it, you know, we we came in and we were in uh, the South Panola era. Where Sal Panola, you know, was making national news, they won uh, 87 straight ball games until they lost the championship game to Meridian, and that ended their uh, long winning streak. Uh, Meridian had uh, Tyler Russell that went on to play football at Mississippi State. But just you talk about some of the growth and some of the players that we've seen across the time we've been on the scoreboard show. For instance, we had Cam Akers on the show, the running back from Clinton there locally, that went on to play at Florida State and then won a Super Bowl with the Rams. He came back from Achilles injury in five months and played the same year. Just incredible. We had Gardner Minshew that played at Brandon that's played with the Jacksonville Jaguars now on the show. We had Jonathan Mingo who played at Brandon High School, and I played at Ole Miss, and now he's with the Carolina Panthers. We've seen a lot of good the uh, excellent football players that have come through, that have been on our show, that we've been able to cover, and uh, it's been our pr- privilege to see uh, them grow. And like I said, Mississippi high school football means a lot, and it just the growth of the game, uh, the growth of uh, the the uh, the MAIS and the MHSA. We've seen that those organizations uh, have done a great job promoting, and we we call ourselves also promoting because we like to have uh, the the players on. We've had a couple of players on this year on the show. We had the uh, championship quarterback for uh, uh, Hartfield Academy, who won their first championship this year. And uh, we've had uh, uh, great players at Garrison Davis come on and talk with us. He's a young man that plays at Holmes County Central, had a great year. So it's just been fun to cover these kids. And i got to give a shout-out to somebody who's been around actually longer than Butch and I have. That's Dixon Williams, the sports director there, of course. Dixon uh, was uh, the producer and has always been on that school board show. We are the longest running school board show in the state of Mississippi. I want to say it's it's 27 years.
1: 27 years. That's incredible. And Keith, you've been there at least 20. This is your 20th year. And I can't imagine what it's like having that front row seat. And I assume with some of those uh, players that you mentioned that went on to have great careers, you guys got to see them coming in as freshmen and sort of develop over those, you know, next four years. And Mississippi feels like a big hometown. So when you have those players that you've watched sort of through their high school career, then go on to college or wherever to the next step. Do you feel like that's like, like, does that really feel like family for you guys because you've you know you've you've seen their career sort of grow and take and then take off
2: well we have that, that mentality that it's about promoting the, the the game and promoting these young men and we like to talk to them i know that we, when they're traveling back from games or and then the uh, announcers we uh broadcasters we had good relationships with them because they bring the games to their radio audience and then they call in and give a reports we had a young man that uh, he called us basically, I would say, probably for about the last 12 years that we lost in that tragic fire, you know, down in Brookhaven earlier this year. Uh, a uh, uh, young man named Terrence, who would call us religiously every Friday night, regardless if Brookhaven won or lost, Terrence was always going to give a report. And we missed Terrence. We kind of dedicated our season this year to Terrence and his memory. Because he brought it, he loved high school football. He loved his school, and and you, you love that when people call in and they have the passion, you know, with the schools. I mean, win or lose, it's it's about the the kids and promoting the game, and that's that's some of the great things with this with the scoreboard show. We're statewide. I could be traveling somewhere, and somebody may, you know, I tell, tell them who I am. Oh, I've heard you on the scoreboard show before. Makes me feel good because I know somebody's looking or they've watched us, you know, now. With the growth of the Super Talk and the Super Talk TV, people I know watch you, fans of you, Rebecca and, and Rhino. They can watch you on TV. They can watch our show on TV if they're not traveling back in the car somewhere. So we we've kind of seen it all. It's just great. We just always thank uh, Dixon and Will and uh, for the opportunity. We've had some great hosts over the years: Stephen Gagliano Adams in Atlanta now. and now Lance, uh, uh, that uh, up there this producer, uh, he's done a good job in his first year. Uh, you know, as host, and he's. He's done a good year. He's got his rhythm now.
1: Y'all haven't hazed him at all? Y'all should. Y'all should put some jelly on his earpieces or, or something. Do y'all have a little fun? Uh, it's late on a Friday night. you got to have a little fun for the scoreboard show.
2: Oh, yeah. And, and let me mention uh, Perez and, uh, and and Lacey, our producers, over the years. You know, uh, we uh, there's a guy now that we'd love to talk about. He called in actually last uh, week. He's a young man, the linebacker, Wes Jones. Uh, his, his nickname is Lunchmeat. We call him Lunchmeat Lindsey. We've uh, had stories like the Skunk Bowl uh, between uh, Baldwin and Boonville. There was one year Rebecca that the, a skunk actually ran out on the field, and the referee had to halt the play because the skunk came out there. So that game between Baldwin and Boonville every year has become the uh, Skunk Bowl. We have the game uh, when you know you have the area over there that poultry is a big part of their uh, economic uh, community over there with Morton. And uh enforced it's the we call it the Chicken Nugget Bowl. You know, we we've, we've seen stuff like that. That's just some of the deals. You, of course, Pearl and Brandon, the Rankin County Super Bowl. You have all these battles across the state, these rivalries, and that's some of the things that that makes high school football so unique and so fun in Mississippi.
1: And also, what makes the scoreboard show a part of everyone's tradition over the last twenty plus years, Keith, as well as you guys, do such a good job. Hey, hang tight with us. I got more for you coming up next. good things. Don't forget you can find us on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. And each Friday night during the Mississippi football, high school football season from 10 to 11.30 p.m., you can get up-to-the-minute scores and interviews with coaches and players with our guest, Keith Walker. He's the co-host of the Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance Company Scoreboard Show. Keith, have you gotten to where you can say that fast? And they're wrapping up their season, the 2023 season tonight, uh, with their show from the uh, state championship, which you guys are in Oxford. What time does kick kickoff tonight,
2: Keith? Well, uh, you have the, uh, championship game, uh, tonight. We have one, uh, at seven, uh, PM tonight, uh, the six eight, uh, championship between Grenada High School, who upset South Panola last week against West Jones who's looking for their second championship in three years. They defeated, uh, Picayune, who, uh, had won the championship, uh, the uh, prior year. So we've got a great matchup, uh, uh here tonight and uh one thing i, I gotta ask you rebecca because sure. i'm a fan of your show like i said listen i have to ask you this because I, i've seen like the last few years with these the high school programs and these teams and these coaches trying to do all they can to get it, the advantages i want to just talk about maybe some of the nutrition that, and this is maybe even going into a little bit of college football but the importance, what you think that as far as nutrition for these athletes and these football programs. I know they, they they lift weights year round. They have to look at the nutrition and and kind of which helps with the you know agility and stuff. But I just want to get your thoughts on it. If I can play host of good things for just a second, I, I always wanted to ask you. Your thoughts
1: on that? Well, people, I think have always recognized that athletes needed f- food for fuel. But I think now, after the science is coming out, and people are better understanding the connection. They're recognizing that sports nutrition and the strategies behind it are really the building blocks to a better athlete. And so, just like you can't have the world's best football player without having the best strength and conditioning coaches, or having the best you know offenses or defensive coaches. Look at me and knowing all my words. You you also can't have one that's not having the proper uh, recovery and usually that comes through proper nutrition and the part with athletes that most people don't think about particularly in season they're always in recovery because they're either on game day where they need to be at their peak or they're going through a conditioning phase through the week or practice and so they really are never off there's really not a really relaxed time where they need to not think about how they're fueling or hydrating um, their body and sadly we've also seen at least here in the central area where when sports nutrition isn't done properly it can have detrimental effects to to the athlete's health. So as a dietitian man, it makes me super excited for people to finally recognize that this is one of the tools in a tool belt that everybody's doing anyway like you're eating anyway, or you should be, so why not go ahead and maximize that with, you know, some simple strategies and just, you know, elevate your players to the next level and also set them up for success in life when they can recognize how food affects not only their performance, but then also their bodies, their rest, their studies, and all the other things. So, yeah, it's a cool time to be, to you know, to sort of be in that field. We're finally being recognized for having um, some good things to, to be able to provide our student-athletes.
2: Well, and you mentioned this year. You know, we started off, and you remember, it was so hot. This was the first time that a lot of the schools started that, that first week of the season. They kicked off at 8 o'clock because mm-hmm. it was just so hot. Uh, you know, you had games that would have started at 7 o'clock, six thirty, seven 7 o'clock, at 110 degrees, I guess, uh, temperatures. That, that, that's another thing that was just, uh, you know, about this year that, you know, we forget about. It's going to be a warm, I think, day here, but nowhere what we were back Rebecca, the first week of the season. I mean, like I said, these games were starting late, and they were kicking off, and we were, you know, we come on at 10.06, and some of these games are just getting to halftime because they started at 8.30. I think even a couple started at 9 o'clock because it was so hot
1: right and it's scary too because dehydration even mild dehydration with a slight like you think it's 2% less your body weight uh, starting at a game you're already going at a deficit of what you're capable of so you can't replenish that that fast as fast as athletes are losing it so from where I was sitting here following sports talk talking about it and all I was excited to see that they took the heat in into consideration because with your college athletes your professional athletes they're under the guidance of probably a sports dietitian or a whole team of sports nutritionists of some capacity making sure they're ready. Sadly, our high school teams just don't have that opportunity to have that level of health care uh, provision for the entire team. And so many of our athletes, although they know they should be doing, they're not always doing that. And so if one was to go out even the slightest dehydrated with those type of temperatures, it could end bad quick. Uh,
2: absolutely. You bring up a, a great point. I'm just like I said, I'm so glad I got a chance. Hey, if I'm on uh, with with Rebecca Turner, when I'm on with The Great Rhino, and I'm on when Tanya T comes on and talks about the movies. Uh, I'll say this, I'll tell you this, Rebecca, and Tanya T maybe talk about it, uh, but uh, my uh, first cousin is in the eddie murphy movie that's coming out uh, today actually candy cane lane
1: i feel like that's a good is, uh, thing Prince keith Red. you need to connect me yeah. i also hear that you may have a real little black book of a lot of names and contacts of some of the most famous athletes and celebrities in mississippi i feel like i should take you to lunch and you should give me a that's carbon a copy
2: maybe we'll do that but <laughs> that's, like I, said, uh, I look forward to tanya t's uh, Tanya T's uh, uh, movie uh, deals every week. But, y'all, you all do a great job. I appreciate you having me on, and uh, maybe hopefully we'll be able to get on with you, uh, you know, to, uh, during the football season next year. But, we, you know, it's been an honor to be on here to talk with you and Rhino today. I appreciate it. Well,
1: well, before you go, what's your prediction for tonight? Who you, I don't know if you're allowed to root for somebody, but what's your prediction I, for I, the championships? I don't
2: root for teams except my, my team, which actually won the championship Pearl when they won their first and only state championship at Ole Miss uh, in 2017 against Starkville. I think uh, I, I like West Jones to win the game tonight, and in the Class 7A championship, I like uh, I like Oak Grove to win the championship tomorrow night, and a great game against Starkville.
1: Now you know, Keith. Not only did I move from Terry, which was Go Dogs, I now live in Brandon, which is Go Dogs. So eat dirt.
2: <laughs> I know, eat, well, Brandon ate a little dirt last week Didn't like it. I have friends at Brandon So uh, we, we, we hated to see him not win But hopefully maybe next year uh, they'll have another shot at it
1: And tonight's the last night for the scoreboard show For this season, from 10 to 11.30 Any shout-outs you want to give, Keith, before you leave us?
2: Well, uh, we we, uh, we got to give a shout-out to Lance and, and Caleb and uh, Butch uh, we'll have a uh, Hartfield Academy uh, fan on, our good friend Kim from Hartfield Academy, talking about them winning their first state championship. We'll have Garrison Davis, the quarterback uh, from Holmes County Central. And we'll have highlights of the games and stuff. So, folks, uh, make sure you uh, tune in to the last show of the year.
1: All righty, Keith. Well, we hope you come back for your 21st season. Next time you're in the building oh, here, you'll have to stop in and say, hey, here
2: on Good Things. Re- Rebecca, yeah. a big shout-out to Bob Subway Sullinger. That's his new nickname, Bob <laughs> Subway
1: selling through. up there. Y'all just have appreciate way too much fun. Appreciate I appreciate you, Keith. You. There you go. Keith Walker, co host for over 20 years of the Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance Company Scoreboard Show. Woo! Gosh, he's probably gotten better at saying that a whole lot quicker than I do. Kicks off every year right at the beginning. Of football, of High school football season here in Mississippi, which is usually the kickoff to a new school year. And then they take you all the way through the state championships, which is going to be tonight. Don't forget that you can get your up-to-the-minute scores over at supertalk.fm slash high school. If you want to listen to some of the games, you can open that up, too, on your Super Talk Mississippi app. But then make sure you tune in, to tonight starting at 10 o'clock for the last um I guess the last episode or show, not really episodes, of the scoreboard show tonight. What he didn't mention, though, is they do have a lot of fun, and I didn't get to, but they dress up every year for Halloween. You can only imagine being around something for 20 years, uh, the fun and the camaraderie that you sort of build. And prior to, I guess, the social media craze, which was kind of picking up probably right when Keith came on the scene of Twitter and Instagram or Facebook at that point, probably not Instagram, you really had to tune in if you wanted to get the scores from around. Um, from around, And it's nice to see that people still find the value in the interviews and sort of the commentary that come along with it, not just a score. There's there's so much more to it than just um, telling you who won or who lost. It's really sort of that first deep dive into, into the games. But what an exciting thing to do. I know you've been part of the football um, here as well. It's good to see the season come, but for some it's – Nice to see it wrap up too, because it's nice to
3: get a Friday night off. I was
1: awesome. going to say because for those who enjoy going to the games, there's always got to be someone holding back who's you know keeping everything uh, running, and as much fun as it can be, it's still a job. So it's a season for uh, for sure. Who are you pulling for or any for the championship games?
3: I honestly couldn't have told you who was playing before Keith called in, so I'm just gonna pick the uh, the teams. That lose the coin toss will win the games.
1: Is there any scientific data behind that? Not at all. None? Just
3: a gut feeling.
1: So I'll go with whoever has the cutest uniforms, which I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really sure. Kind of still sour that uh, Brandon didn't make it, but it was a heck of a game. And, you know, there's always next year. So that's a cool part of it as well. But Keith already set us up. It's Friday. So we got Tanya T coming in next to do our movie reviews. So stick around. One. Oh um Hunger Games. Yeah <laughs> I was like, hold on, this sounds incredibly familiar. <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget, we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. You can also find us on Super Talk TV. But it's Friday. We've got Tanya back to talk movies. And gosh, I should give you the whole hour because I, I feel like we haven't
4: seen you in so long. There's so much to catch up on. We do. Of course, Thanksgiving's a big movie mm-hmm. release time. So, yeah, so I guess let's start with The Hunger Games. Absolutely. Uh, it was number one, is currently number one. Um, and so I saw this one, I guess, last week. Yeah, I went to see it last Wednesday. Um, this is one, it's uh, the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Um, it's got both in the movie, so fair warning there are snakes. Uh, if you like the Hunger Games series, no doubt you're going to enjoy this one. It is very long, it's two hours and 45 minutes. So, you know, you need to get the big popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> But it was one of those movies. I've heard people complain that it was too long, but it never had a dull moment. I mean, for me, it just rolled right by. But this is just a prequel. It's the fifth in movie that we've seen from the from the books. This book was also written by Suzanne Collins, that wrote the ones we've seen before. Um, and this is a prequel, uh, all about President Snow, him as a young kid. Up until his he's in college and his rise to power, um, and what made him the evil person that we meet in the later uh, installments of this series. So very good, Um, you know. The standout for me in this movie was Viola Davis. She can do no wrong. Um, She's kind of the mastermind of the Hunger Games and she is so scary <laughs> which i think is a testament to how great of an actress she is because she's like the most wonderful sweet person in real life but she really scared me in this one anybody who
1: could think that up would, yeah need to have a scared, have be a little scary yeah.
4: yeah and um the actors that played uh president Snow. uh the actor that played that character is Tom Blythe. We've seen him. He'll look familiar to you. He's probably most um, known for playing Billy the Kid in a TV series, but I thought he knocked it out of the park. Rachel Ziegler, who we know from West Side Story a couple of years ago, she plays um, the tribute uh, that he falls in love with, Um you know, during the Hunger Games, she plays a a great role. She's a little bit of a hillbilly, which at first kind of got on my nerves, but it grew on me <laughs> uh, as the movie went on. And and it really her character really shows you, you know, what influenced him to become the evil person that he ultimately is. Would
1: you need to watch? Would you have needed to seen some of them to get it?
4: You know, I really don't think so. I think this one is certainly individual. It will enhance um, you you know. can be like
1: me and go see things backwards. Watch yeah. the, and, you know. And then, but then we'll know you'll be seeing them, I guess, forwards. Yeah. So, see, yeah.
4: so really all you would need to know to be able to catch up is just that President Snow is, you know, in the future. This character becomes the president and he's just really he just loves to pe- see people suffer. Yeah. So nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other one I did not see because I was cooking. So I sent my husband. Um, as my proxy to see Napoleon, he was super excited. So I was glad that he got to go see it. And his, uh, critique is very simple. He said it was weird, not enough war scenes, and they spent too much time on Napoleon's relationship with his first wife, Josephine. So That's that. It's Joaquin Phoenix playing the title character, who is kind of a weird guy anyway. So I was not surprised by his description at all.
1: I saw uh, an interview on Sunday, CBS Sunday, whatever morning, whatever that is, with the director. And he mentioned that it was less
4: about the war and more about the person as a character character whatever they call yeah, it. Yeah. So if that's your thing, you'll probably love it. But my husband was all about he likes the war. Yeah. You know, he wanted to see he will more be disappointed. of that. Yeah. So if you're going for war, just keep on trucking. Um, it's and also then, not
3: very historically accurate.
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's been, yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, if you're a history buff, it's probably not the one you want to see. Uh, and then Wish is the new Disney movie. I just saw it. And it is very sweet. I thought this was, you know, it's supposed to be sort of a tribute to the hundred years of Disney. um, And it's kind of a a throwback to some of the old um, hand-drawn animation that we've seen from the beginning uh, mixed with the more current method. So it's very beautifully done. When it first started, probably the first 30 minutes, I was like, ugh they're trying so hard to get another frozen and it's just not going to happen. But then it started picking up. The music really is good. It's no Encanto. Uh, I don't think it's going to be hard for them to follow up uh, that one, but it's very good. It's got a very positive message um, about people banding together to work for a common goal. But in this one, it's about kind of an evil King who. He thinks he's doing good by his people. He is capturing their wishes um, and keeping them like when he captures them, they forget them. And he thinks he's helping them by helping them not long for something that maybe they can't have. Um, And this young girl comes along, wants to be his apprentice and is in the process of interviewing for that. When she, realizes, okay, there's an evil thing going on here. He's robbing people from pursuing their dreams. And so she has to band together uh, with the star that she wishes upon um, to try to get everybody's wishes return to them what's the age you think you know i think any age when i saw it there were some little bitties in there and i did not hear them running around or talking much the little star is really going to capture their hearts i think he's so cute or she i'm not really sure Uh, but just really cute and um i feel like that's gonna really draw them in I like Trolls. Yes, yes, for sure. And, and Trolls is another one that we haven't gotten caught up on. Um, it's another one of those. This is the third in the Trolls series. If you like the first mm-hmm. two, you're going to like this one. The music in this one's really good. My kids enjoyed it. Yeah, I've always loved Trolls just for the music because they always have, you know, the latest, greatest music. But this one, you get the extra extra layer of in sync. I mean, you can't beat that. Mm-mm. Or Wondering
1: if they'll come out on concert or not.
4: Or I tour. know. That's still, you know, it, it, rumor has it, but nothing official has been announced.
1: Is there anything new coming out this week?
4: Well, speaking of music, Beyonce's concert film came out today. So, um, you know, same thing. Was things. that already in the works or did she realize that there was an opportunity there? I don't know. I just you know, it's like I didn't hear about this one until Taylor had already announced her. So I would think that it takes a lot of time to put it together, so probably it was in the works. Um, But this one is not rated. I feel like it's probably geared toward a little more mature audience than Taylor Swift's. Mm -hmm. Um, But also this week we've got Godzilla Minus One, which is a new big Godzilla movie. Um, And it's post-war Japan. um, And the country is at its lowest when this new creature appears. And not only is it Godzilla, but he's also powered By an atomic bomb, so destructive, very destructive, yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then next week, we have a re-release of Die Hard, which I believe answers the question for sure with an exclamation point that it is a Christmas movie. Um, And then Oscar Bait Poor Things is coming out with Emma Stone and another Oscar contender projected, uh, Maestro, Directed by Bradley Cooper and starring Bradley Cooper. Yeah, I've seen, yes. Yeah, so, and then the following weekend, we've got Wonka, the highly anticipated Willy Willy Wonka Wonka. story. Um, And then, as Christmas approaches, we have Aquaman, the new Aquaman, Migration, which is a new animated movie. The Iron Claw, which is about wrestling. Uh, if you, you said it correctly, if you grew up watching uh, wrestling on Saturday afternoons, you'll want to see that a remake of The Color Purple, um, and then finally The Boys in the Boat. So a lot coming. Oh my gosh, a lot coming. Yeah, no more weekends off for us. Okay, that's right.
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> to sort of keep us up. Hey, Rhino had a Thanksgiving movie. What was the Thanksgiving movie? You said that like Die Hard is like a Christmas movie, but it's not. So what was the Thanksgiving oh,
3: Spider-Man, movie? Oh, Spider Man, because the. The character of Norman Osborne goes over to Peter Parker's apartment with Aunt May and they have a Thanksgiving meal at his apartment
1: yeah so that is a you know not officially but unofficial a Thanksgiving a Thanksgiving movie well I'll take it yeah cuz that doesn't have many <laughs> not that anybody cares about Thanksgiving anymore we're December 1st we're rolling straight into yeah. straight into Christmas alright girls good catching up with you lots of good stuff for us to ponder and go see but you guys stick with us we got more for you coming up next good things. Don't forget we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. You can also find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And if you're wondering if people actually win the things that you go out and register for at the registration locations, they do. So we've got a congratulations to give to Donna in Meridian and Mary in Macomb on winning the Hardy VIP concert ticket giveaway. They both won a pair of tickets to see Hardy and Lainey Wilson, which is coming up, I think, next weekend in Biloxi, plus a night stay at the Beau Rivage. they got their limo ride and an autographed guitar by Hardy. So congratulations, ladies, and thanks to everybody who took time to go to the registration boxes, put in um to win, and then you never know what the next one thing will be. So you'll have to stay tuned in to listen. If you're over or been over to Super Talk TV like Jeff and Pontiac has, you see that I am full on for Christmas. I told you I'd wait till the first to break her out. And I got on my Santa sweatshirt, and y'all, it was the worst day of the week to wear a sweatshirt. I waited for the hottest dern day. To pull out a sweatshirt, but I said, nope, I'm going to keep Santa hidden until December the 1st, and so I stuck to it. But if you recognize the sweatshirt or you remember the story, this beauty was bought back in October at the Mississippi State Fair when the Lord Jesus decided we needed to have 30-degree weather and sideways rain on the midway, and I was underprepared for the fair experience. And so I won't tell you how many G's I dropped for this sweatshirt purchase on the fairgrounds inside (laughs) the fair perimeter. Uh, I would pay double that, though, at that particular time to be a little bit warmer. But now, tis the season for my Santa sweatshirt that will always have a story to go along with it. It's not so bad. It's not so bad. All of us who are walking around in October on the midway with our Santa and Jingle Bell sweatshirts are probably all pulling them out now going it wasn't such a dumb purchase after all. But when Halloween hadn't even hit and you're, pulling, you're buying Santa sweatshirts, you feel, you feel just a wee bit silly. But you're the only one today, Rhino, that actually looked at the weather and dressed appropriately, which goes to show that most of us, once it shifts over to a certain month, We just switch over our closet and assume that all is going to be well, and we're dressing for the calendar month, not for the actual temperature. So you, by far, are the most comfortable that I've seen. Yeah,
3: I I don't put the shorts up until usually after New Year, because you always have a little bit of a warm spell after Thanksgiving and a little bit of one at some point before Christmas. I didn't think it would come this close after Thanksgiving and before Christmas, so we may have another one, but yeah, there's always in Mississippi a chance for shorts in December.
1: For sure, there is, and in the same week, and you can all remember Christmases where kind of muggy and raining. I won't say it's really like summer weather. Usually if it's warmer Well, I've
3: definitely had shorts
1: and flip-flops on. Right. But you know, it's not like a it's not like a summer afternoon kind of warm. It's that it wants to be cold, but it's not because it's muggy because raining's coming through. It's still kind of damp, a, warm, a damp warm, but then it'll be Soupy. humid. Soupy Was kind of a good way to put it. The fog, like the warm, foggy kind of look um, sort of to it. But, yeah, you're not, you're not pulling out the turtlenecks and the scarfs for those particular Christmases. Or you may. I saw where Haydad was flying in from. I think Alabama the other day, and they had to defrost the plane. So you you just never know what you're going to get um, here here in Mississippi, which keeps it which keeps it fun. You also never know what we're going to talk about. And so one of our texters tuned in a little bit too late the other day, but wanted to let us know when we were talking about Jonathan the tortoise, who was celebrated 191 years at least at least that we know of, and he found out or or shared that. Orange roughy fish, which we eat, can live 200 years, and they don't breed until they are 20 to 30 years old. I don't know about living to 200, but I can recommend not having children until you're 30 years old. (laughs) Hold off, people. (laughs) There is no reason to choose that in your early 20s. Just hang on. You are mature and can have better grip strength by the time you're in your... (laughs) <laughs> by the time you are in your 30s. so uh, thank you for sharing that with us and and obviously uh, tuning in as well so, Lots going on tonight. I know many are on their way to Oxford to actually see some of the championship games. I think it is, and that's uh, high school football. I think it's cool that they kind of do them all together. I think it's neat that they kind of have multiple games in sort of one spot. So, like, you get the opportunity to, like, make a thing out of it. And then you get to see, you know, it's worth your while for going. They don't spread them out throughout, which would be fine because fans are going to drive to there. But it's neat to think. You know they're in oxford gathering from all over from mississippi it,
3: it also gives the high school players an opportunity to play on a bigger stage because they're playing on a college field in a college stadium oh
1: that's pretty cool playing
3: out of a college locker room so it's that next step up that is kind of a it's icing on the cake it's the cherry on top it's the sprinkles on top of all of that on a championship season
1: absolutely And so stick with us. I'm sure they'll be talking about that more coming up next with Sports Talk Mississippi. Rhino and I will meet you back here Monday at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things.